Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lansing got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into another losing edition of Sox on Tap. I am Tony Marchese, joined tonight by NWI Steve. Steve, it's not pretty tonight. You had written an article earlier today about how important these things mm-hmm. over on ontapsportsnet.com. Com. That's where you can find us, all of our written material on tapsportsnet.com. Hashtag sure content. Us. Hashtag content. Be sure you're following us at on tapsportsnet on Twitter, at socks on tap at Twitter as well. Steve at NWI, Steve, myself at Tony on tap. Socks lose another one this time to the Toronto Blue Jays. Steve. There's so many things, so many things to talk about tonight. How are you feeling, my friend? Hey, yo, Anthony. Um, coming off a nice little holiday weekend there. Was able to go hit the grill yesterday, do a little bit of barbecue, and enjoy a nice, lovely day out. You thought that there was a chance that the Sox would have this game in hand, and then it just all disappears. Yeah, I mean, they just kind of handed it away. I mean, you, you sometimes when you think you're in like the all-state good hands, you're really not. Just when you by, think you're, you you're have covered the, by like State Farm instead. I don't just know. Just when you think you have the upper hand in a situation, you lose it. And and you really did this, this game. There, there's so much to dissect here. Obviously, Sox lose six five is your final to the Toronto Blue Jays. Lucas Giolito, let's get into this one. I'm not going to go through and break this game down inning by inning, play by play. We're just going to kind of take a high overview of it and uh, talk about some of the things that actually mattered here, Steve. Uh, First off, Lucas Giolito, my opinion, did not get the job done tonight, Steve. It was not what you want to see from your quote-unquote ace, of of your staff uh, unable to make it through uh what was it five innings six innings here uh you really wanted him to go like seven eight and he goes not that far and i am just that pissed off about it for every inning that he didn't complete in this ball game steve i'll turn it to you let's hear some thoughts on lucas Giolito. yeah there were a couple of things here benetti and uh bacon talked about the fact that Lucas was one of the guys that was kind of under the weather today and just wasn't feeling well. And you could kind of see from the outset that he wasn't, he didn't have that locked on look about him tonight. And can you stop there for a second, Steve, and just tell me what locked on Lucas Giolito 
versus game, game under game, the weather, Lucas Giolito. Because we've we've had the day start, Lucas Giolito. That's a problem. We've had the the body language, Lucas. Like, I want you to kind of dissect that for me. Locked in, Lucas Giolito is the guy. Game one, 2020 playoffs against Oakland that had the terminator eyes you know the the gif or, or the meme that goes all around uh website known as twitter.com not sure if you're familiar or not it's it's relatively new a lot of people utilize it a lot of people cause drama on there it's a thing it's a thing but that's you ever caused drama on twitter.com do i look like the type of guy that would cause twitter drama I, I, I mean, know. Anthony, I'm just asking you for yeah, I'm sorry to derail your thoughts here, but I'm just curious. You know, you bring up causing drama on Twitter.com. I just, that just I doesn't anybody that knows me knows that I am the last person that would ever, ever do something like that. Nevertheless, that's not why you called. The fact of the matter is that he just simply wasn't dialed in tonight, wasn't able to really in any of the innings piece everything together with his three pitch mix, you know, either he wasn't commanding the fastball or he wasn't commanding the slider, wasn't commanding the changeup. He'd get command of the slider for an inning and then he would lose it. Then all of a sudden he'd have a two or three better stretch where he'd have the changeup and then it would go away. He just wasn't able to piece it all together here tonight, have a consistent outing. Fact of the matter is this is a game that the Sox should have won. You go out there and you have quality at bats really for the first time since maybe that opening weekend in Detroit and that start against Robbie Ray, the first homestand. These, these are the best offensive plate approaches that we've seen from this team since then. And that's saying a lot. And this is a game where a guy that thinks he's a $200 million pitcher needs to go out there. He needs to put up some zeros and he's, he needs to take the ball and he needs to shove it off somebody's ass. I don't care how good the Toronto Blue Jays are. I don't care that they're on a five game winning streak. Go out there, take the ball and shove it up their ass. Hey, uh, Steve, uh, I'm not giving $200 million to anybody that can't make it past four and, and two-thirds against uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. You you make your money uh, beating good teams, Steve. And Lucas Giolito didn't do that tonight. That might sound a little bit harsh. I'm sure there's somebody out there that will go defend this using some fan graph stats. I cut the bullshit here. You can't get the job done. If you're an ace... You're a stopper. You stop the bleeding or you continue the momentum. You're only as good as your last start. You're only as good as your last envelope. That's what it is. This is the business of it. Steve, Lucas Giolito did not get the job done tonight. Eight strikeouts, fine. Get me through more than five innings. Yeah, you, you, can't, you, have you can't get this done against a good lineup. What does this look like in October, Steve? This This kind of start doesn't get the job done. You have to be able to cover more than 14 outs, plain and simple. And I was starting to chuckle there when you talk about, you know, what does this look like in October? What, October 2nd when they're playing the Twins in their last home game? Well, exactly. So <laughs> here you go. You want, like, again, I'm super positive on this show, and I don't even think I'm super positive, to be honest with you. You've seen my text messages about this team. I don't think I'm super positive on it at all, but apparently some people think that I am. I try and stay positive on the White Sox because I, I want to believe in something. And I think that I'm going to have a heart attack by the time I'm 50 and croak it if everything remains the same. So you've got to find some positivity somewhere. My doctor, uh, you know, the doctor told me I got to start to like find the good things in life. And uh, 
You, you go know, to the trying, doctor? No, I don't. The doctor is in the back of my head. You know, the doctor Budweiser. You know, it's it's the, the Budweiser told me you got to start thinking about the good things in life, Steve. And you know, watching baseball is great. I love watching baseball. I love you know seeing the White Sox play every day. I get mad when they don't play. Like yesterday was kind of bullshit, right? Like I don't have a White Sox game. It's 90 degrees it's the middle of summer so you find other activities that you enjoy like barbecuing and you know sitting with your family outside the pool and and doing stuff like that you the positives in life that sounds refreshing if i'm being honest with you it does sound refreshing um and that's what i partook in yesterday but then again today you know you sit down after the end of a long work day and lucas giolito your ace just lets you down and i think that that's plain and simple steve Let's you down four and two thirds. He strikes out eight batters. Maybe the fan graph spin rate looked good, but doesn't get through what he's supposed to get through. If you're an ace starter, Steve, would you say like, what's the bar for an ace? I'm going six innings every game. Uh, Everybody's going to have their days. That's fine. I'll if leave I, room for air. But if I, if what I'm does ta- this look like in October? That's if a White I'm, Sox loss and we're going home fucking sad. If I'm talking an ace and – the one thing that a lot of people don't realize is there is a differentiator between a top of the rotation number one starter and an ace. There's a handful of aces in the game right now. So if you're talking about an ace, you're talking to a guy that is going to go out there and he's going to get you 21 outs with consistency. And he's going to do so giving up two runs or fewer with consistency. That's what an ace is. And that's not... That's not sure as hell not what we saw tonight. Do the White Sox have any aces on their staff? Do they Bonifi, have guys at, at the moment? No. Do they have guys that have the upside and have the potential to fit that profile? Yes. Will they see that to fruition? I'm not smart enough to know that answer. I wish I was, but unfortunately I'm not. Well, Steve, talking about upside – I'm sorry to derail this conversation of this game about the White Sox playing the Toronto Blue Jays. There's a lot of upside on this White Sox team. Maybe that's why I'm positive about it. But I haven't seen a lot of that upside pay off. I think that's where we're at right now. Steve, uh, Lucas Giolito, final line, four and two-thirds, gives up eight hits, six runs, all of them earned. Uh, Walks two, strikes out eight, gives up two long balls to the same guy who, I mean, just doesn't even look like you should play, be playing major league baseball. Uh, just thoughts on Lucas giving up the long ball to Kirk, not once, but twice. I will say this. I know that, you know, Alejandro Kirk is not a guy that fits the prototypical athletic body in the year of our Lord 2022. Maybe he's body by Budweiser. He could be, he could very well be. But the fact of the matter is, if you look at this guy, what he's done since he got into the Blue Jays system, he has hit at every level. And this is a guy that can just swing the bat. And you make mistakes, you throw cock shots to him, he'll hurt you. And he did that tonight. That's kind of the unfortunate thing, what I was talking about earlier with Lucas Giolito just simply not having the command, being off, not being able to piece together a quality three-pitch mix, one that happens, and I've been talking about this too. 
the great Hawk Harrelson used to say all the time, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. The Sox have kind of been that team this year that they are catching opposition at the wrong time. The Blue Jays have now won six games in a row. They just went out to Anaheim and Dick slapped the Angels, swept them out there. The Jays are a team that had World Series aspirations coming into the season. They were a very sexy pick to win the American League pennant and have gotten off to a very slow start. And they have not been swinging the bat particularly well here to through the first two months of the season. We saw the graphics at the start of the game, the difference in performance from last year to this year with Vladimir Guerrero, with um, Bo Bichette, with, with Kevin Biggio, and some of these other guys. They have not hit their stride yet, but they're finding ways to win games. And, of course, now naturally the Sox are catching them at a time when they're starting to play better baseball. The Sox then just go ahead and they compound that problem by doing what they do, finding different ways to give away a baseball game. We've been talking about this for almost two months now. If the offense actually shows up, then the pitching falters, or they have dumb fuckery on the bases, or you know tomorrow, who knows, maybe with Hunjin Ryu on the mound and the left, the offense will, will go missing again. It's just it's something different every night with this team. They find a different way to hurt your soul and to kick you in the nuts. Well, Steve, I mean, you bring up a few points, and I wonder at some point, is it a reason to be optimistic about the Sox chances in the second half of the season? You're catching a really tough schedule. You're catching teams even during that really tough schedule. Um that maybe we're underperforming and start to turn it around a series before they play the White Sox. You talk about karma. You talk about the baseball gods. You talk about all the stuff. At some point, does it even itself out for the Sox to have a second-half historic run that's cinematic like Johnny and I would want? To, and that's why I want to believe, honestly, is because there's been so much bad luck with this team. But I also don't want to be left as the guy, Steve, because I'm mad about this one. This is an absolutely winnable baseball game. So you would say your hashtag mad online. I'm I'm getting mad online right now. I'm getting mad online about this loss because I feel like at some point you have to make your own luck. You have to be able to win the baseball game. You have to and, and let's let's just get into this right here. You've got a tie. You're down by a run. Yasmani Grandal, batting leadoff. We haven't even talked about this yet. Yasmani Grandal, batting leadoff, winds up in a situation where he's got the opportunity to drive in a run. Putrid had to play it up until that point in time, hits a fly ball out to left field that can easily score Reese McGuire. As long as one thing doesn't happen. That one thing is Danny Mendick making an out before Reese McGuire crosses home plate. That is the one thing that would have prevented the White Sox from tying this ball game is if Danny Mendick does not make an out before Reese McGuire crosses home plate because there is no way that Reese McGuire gets thrown out at home with the depth that that ball was hit. And Danny Mendick manages to get out 
before Reese McGuire crosses home plate. So here we are with this situation of, of all the events culminating in this baseball game. And this is the play that the White Sox lose on. Are you fucking kidding me that this is real life? I, I don't understand it. How does he get thrown out before Reese McGuire crosses home plate? Well, Reese McGuire took a long look at a movie that was playing out in front of him before he decided to run. And number two, you've got Danny Mendick running to second base on a tag up that he was going to get thrown out on. I'm a firm believer, Steve, that, you know, you listen to your coaches. Your coaches have been telling you since you were in first grade, don't watch the fucking ball in the field. Listen to us. So one can throw this on Daryl Boston for sending Danny Mendick. One can send this on. uh, I don't know if you can put Joe McEwing under the spotlight on this. This was routine. No, but no, no, you no, can't no, no. watch this, the ball. You can't watch this the goes ball. On just one person home. and one person only. You know, this is this isn't a Reese McGuire thing. This isn't a Joe McEwing thing. This isn't even a a, a Daryl Boston thing. This is solely a Danny Mendick thing. There, that is an inexcusable play, right there in that circumstance, and. Even if you inexplicably decide that you're going to try to do this, knowing that you've got Reese McGuire on third base, who doesn't have a lot of speed, and let's be clear about something. There were some people on on Twitter.com that were complaining, saying that McGuire was taking his sweet-ass time. There is not a single guy in the league that in that situation would have been sprinting. On that sacrifice Can you, fly. And this is where I would go back and argue with you, Steve, on this. Can the White Sox afford at this moment to not have people sprinting to bases? Can they can they know? But again, it's just something that is ingrained in in these guys, something that they've been doing since you know high school, college, lower level of the minor leagues. A ball hit to the warning track with less than two outs, they're not – they're breaking it down early, and they're just simply not going to go balls to the walls on that because they shouldn't have to. I I would agree with you that they shouldn't have to, but in this situation, when it's always something, when there's, no, no, when there's no, all no, of this going tone, on. Tone, tone. It's, very, it's very simple. Danny Mendick, keep your fucking ass on first base. That's it. That's it. But are you Tiger. trying to? Are, are you are like okay? So at that point, are you not trying to be aggressive? Do you want to take the? Do you want to take the aggressiveness out of this team? If you have Andrew Benintendi out there in left field, you can try that shit. Teoscar Hernandez is a guy that has a strong arm. That is something that is well known. So you're the saying that league. none of this is on Reese McGuire then? I, I'm not, no, this is in, in my, but what, like, I mean, the optics of this are just so bad to me. You've got this guy who's watching the play happen, like just run home. I, I, I mean, I don't know what the metrics are on this, but imagine if it's not even it, about, it's not even, it's just not run even, home and then watch, it's run not even home about, and then watch, man. It's not even like, about metrics, Anthony. It's, it's about the fact that this is something that Danny Mendick should have. Just does this kept. happen to any other team though? 
No, because the White Sox are the dumbest fucking team in the league. What's what's dumb about it? Like I would still try and be aggressive here if I'm if I'm Daryl Boston. I'm saying tag up, tag up, tag up. Try and get two here. So that you're, you get you're Andrew gonna, you're, Vaughn wait, wait, in wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. That you okay? You led me to my next point. You cannot run that risk knowing that you've got the guy that has swung the bat the best out of anybody in the lineup the entire night coming up behind you. But I would rather have him on second base than first. With a with a guy like Teoscar Hernandez who has that arm, you want to run that risk with with the guy that's been swinging the bat. I mean bat? the throw has to be perfect, it has to be right on the money, which it was. Which it was. It was. Because again, he What's got the percentage there? You have to know your opposition. You have to know their strengths and you have to know their weaknesses. Again, if this is if we're talking to Andrew Benintendi, that's a different discussion. Of course it's a different discussion if we're talking about Andrew Benintendi. But all of that's for naught if if Reese doesn't sit around and watch it and just runs home. Like I could I mean, I could get on a scooter, like one of those middle school scooters, and wheel myself home faster than Reese McGuire made it home. On that play, that'd be that, that, that'd be an interesting watch. I mean, Paul Canerco probably could have made it home before Reese McGuire on that play. I get the fact that yes, in baseball culture, you're gonna jog home on that play. In fact, I would probably be doing the same thing, but I just don't feel like they can afford themselves this with the level of luck that they've had. You just have to in make that, the smart moment you're not, playing this. There's so moment, many things that went wrong here. In that moment, you're just not thinking like that, though. You're not thinking, okay, well, you know, we've been playing mediocre baseball all season. Um, but we, I think we've been bitten on that so many times. In that moment, you're just not thinking that way. That's where That's where it all comes down to. This is a dumb fucking baseball team. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, there's there's so many times where I've seen Larusa crucified, Frank Menachino crucified, Ethan Katz crucified, uh, various members of the White Sox team crucified over so many different things where it's like you can sit there and say if you're playing in this baseball game, you're just not thinking that way because this is not how it normally goes. But for this White Sox, for the 2022 White Sox team, when you're just not thinking that way because that's not how it normally goes, it seems like we've been on the losing end of that debate far too many fucking times for us to be here on May 31st having this discussion. You're just not thinking that way because that's not what's normal. And here we are. It's become normal for the White Sox that if you're – Thinking about normal baseball and how things go, it You're goes not watching the opposite the way. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's why I asked you earlier, if you're looking at this, like, do the baseball gods at some point when this schedule turns over into July, does it go the exact opposite way? Because that would be karma. I mean, could it? Sure, but... Here's the problem, and I th- I think I read something um, on the interwebs today on a uh, website on tapsportsnet.com about 
tonight being the first of a pretty brutal nine game stretch for for the White Sox against the Jays, the Rays, and the Dodgers, and they have to do it now without their best player. So, as we sit here right now, I mean, this team is five and a half games out. Um, you know, if you go, if you go two and two and six in these remaining eight games of, of this little nine game stretch, and if Minnesota kind of gets it, you know, back in gear a little bit here, you could be eight, nine games out by next weekend. And I mean, we can talk. Is we can this talk. a case of taking everything for granted, Steve? And that's where I go back to watching a ball. You're going to try and force stuff when you're down. A hockey team is going to pull its goalie when you're down by a goal with a couple of minutes left. And you've got to make shit happen. The White Sox, to me, feel like a team, a hockey team with its goalie pulled almost like. 90% of the time because they need the extra <laughs> offense. And you you can't take things for granted there because you wind up down two. That's what it perpetually feels like every single time I'm watching the White Sox. You can't misstep a fundamental play or you're going to get fucking burned. And that's where we're at right now. It's like getting burned over and over again every single time you pull the goalie because you're not playing on offense, you're playing catch up all the damn time. White Sox baseball 2022. This is just emblematic of a mediocre baseball team. Like I talked about at the beginning of the broadcast here, you have a game on Sunday that you didn't deserve to win. That was gifted to you by a shitty team. And you follow that up then by giving away a winnable game. And they've done this far too often this season. More often than not, it's been because of the offense. But the offense actually stepped up tonight. And then what happens? You, you have think a they were scoring this amount of runs? I, I, I hate to interject. You think they were scoring this amount of runs without Timmy today? Did you, did you really think they were going to put up five? No chance against Kevin Gosman, the guy who's been probably the best pitcher in the American League this year. That's why this loss is so annoying because this is a game you can't lose. You no Luis and- Robert in your lineup. No Yoan Moncada. I mean, people were laughing at this lineup before this game started, Steve. And I think, you know, we want to go look at positives. You put up five fucking runs against yep. one of the best fucking pitchers in the AL without Tim Anderson, no Luis Robert, no Yohan Moncada. Yes, Monty Grandal, questionable leadoff guy for some. Like people laughed at this. You put up five fucking runs. You gotta win that ball game. Yeah. You know, this was this could have been the Reese McGuire revenge game. And he he did everything he could to try to take this game in his own hands and and just squeeze one out for this team. Um, because we, we all know that this team just, you know, they, they need to build some momentum here and we almost had it happen. It it could have been a really heartwarming story to see Reese McGuire go back home to Toronto against the Blue Jays, the team that drafted him. And, um, you know, he did everything in his power tonight to try to just push this team 
to a victory. And like I said, he he took matters into his own hands, but they ultimately let him down. And you, it's just it's it's gut wrenching. Is it safe to say that Reese McGuire took things into his own hands and then got caught watching? I mean, if you if you want to go down that path, you certainly can. Um, you know, some could argue that he was just an innocent bystander in this in the situation, but um, you know, he he just got caught staring when maybe he shouldn't have. It's totally unfortunate. We've all been there, uh, Steve. This this ball game has got to be on my top list of like things that I'll never want to relive in my life as a White Sox fan. It's it. This one hurts. It 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 really hurts, and that's why we're not going down every inning by inning here. Uh, we're we're coming up on the half hour mark. What's tomorrow? What does tomorrow look like? Tell me that we're going to be okay, please. Well, we got Michael Kopech on the mound, taking the mound for the first time in uh, 10 days. Should be well-rested. Go out there, pound the strike zone with fastballs. That's what Michael Kopech does. He looked great his last start against the Yankees on Sunday night um, a week ago. Just was attacking guys and was relentless and was probably the best stuff that we've seen from Michael Kopech in a White Sox uniform. Hunjin Ryu taking them out for the Blue Jays lefty. We all know the success that the Sox typically have against left-handed starting pitchers. Ryu has really struggled so far this season. So this is a game that, you know, they've really got to find a way to win. Um, you had one today. You just You can't go up there and you can't get swept. And you had an opportunity to take the first game of this series and put yourself in a position to potentially win a series against a hot team. And you pissed that away. So you got to find a way tomorrow to go out there, scratch out several runs. Um, Cause this, this blue Jays lineup, we all know they're explosive. And if Michael Kopech can go out there, throw up some zeros, just find a way to win a baseball game. I don't know what else to say anymore. <laughs> Find a way to win a baseball game sounds great to me, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have much else to say on that, Steve. I'll toss it to you for a pick to click in tomorrow's ball game. I'll give mine. We'll get out of here. Uh, pick to click. So left-hand starter on the mound. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that Pito is going to launch one into the second deck tomorrow. I like it. We need some MVP shit. We need something. We need something to keep us afloat. Jose Abreu getting hot would be wonderful. He's got. He has gotten hot. He's no. gotten hot, but the ball's not leaving the ballpark just yet. You want that week where Jose Abreu hits four or five home runs. And this would be a great week for it, let me tell you. It absolutely would. Um, I, I just so badly wanted to be Luis Robert, but I don't have any confidence that he's going to be in the lineup. So I'm going to go a little bit further down here. Um, I can't give Gavin Cheats the pick to click at this point. He's not going to be in the lineup tomorrow. We I need to have some is. serious, serious. We're going to have some serious your, discussion about, about Gavin Cheats. Yeah, I, I I tweeted something the other day. I'm going to go Andrew Vaughn. I loved his at bats today. I love the way that he just 
absolutely was all over everything. Um, drove some really, really impressive at bats. I'm going to go Andrew Vaughn. I think he's going to be the guy that gets the job done tomorrow, Steve. I like it. And that's all we have. Socks on tap. Just one of the most, in my opinion, abysmal things that I've ever had to talk about on air, Steve. So thank you for joining me. Uh, you made it worth it. I've pleasure had some beers. Pleasure as always. We'll be back tomorrow. Some version of us uh, will be back tomorrow to discuss another White Sox game. Thank you for all that tuned in to this. Uh, be sure you're coming on the YouTube so you can comment, talk, chat with us while we do these live shows. Be, be sure you're following uh, at NWI Steve on Twitter, at Tony on Tap. Follow us at Socks on Tap as well. At on Tap Sportsnet is the uh, the main driver of all of this, so be sure you're following that as well. And visit us at ontapsportsnet.com for hey, Tony. all of Steve's thoughts on the White Sox. He's had some good ones today. Go check that feel, out. How do you feel about a about a little spoiler? A spoiler? You, yeah. What do you think? What do you think about that? Is 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 this is this the right forum for a spoiler potential? I mean, if you need some spoilers, go right on ahead. You may want to watch out tomorrow on a little website on tapsportsnet.com because there may there may potentially be some words about Yasmani Grandal and some very unfortunate truths that we might have to start facing. Ooh, I like that. I might tune into that. Might tune into that. I might have to go read that myself, uh, Steve, if there's words about Yasmani Grandal and all that. What's going on with him? I love that. Be sure you're checking that out. Go to ontapsportsnet.com tomorrow. And if you want to know when the Yasmani Grandal words are dropped, where would you follow us, Steve? You might be able to follow at NWI underscore Steve, at Tony on Tap, at Socks on Tap on Twitter.com. Hey, we've said it here twice. If you're not doing it and you're listening, go do it now. Steve, great talking to you. I've got another Budweiser to drink after this to wash whatever the hell that was down. Just a brutal night in White Sox baseball. But we're here for you at Sox on Tap. Steve, as painful as it is to say sometimes, White Sox forever. White Sox for life. <laughs>